This is episode 293, Having a Heart So Big It Hurts Sometimes with Beth. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, if you haven't headed over to iTunes or wherever you listen to the show and done a rating and written a review for the show, I would really appreciate it if you did. It helps the show grow. It helps people learn about the show and it means so much to me. I actually do read every single review. So thank you to all of you who express such beautiful words. And I'm so pleased that this show helps you so much and supports you. That's always been my intention in doing the show is to offer you a free opportunity to learn, to grow, to heal, and to feel community. One thing that I love about so many of the reviews is that people say they feel less alone. And in our deepest, darkest struggles, or even just our daily struggles, sometimes we can feel really alone, like no one gets us and we don't fit in anywhere. And I know in listening to the show, you're realizing that there are other people dealing with the same struggles, the same issues, the same challenges. We're all in this together, this human experience. We're different in our unique ways. And at our root, at our core, we're all very similar. We all want to be loved. We all want to be seen. We all want to feel safe. We all want to have meaning. We all want to connect. It's just part of the human experience is having those desires. And none of those desires are wrong. So don't make yourself wrong for wanting those things. So today I have a beautiful call with Beth, who is a big feeler. And I know I have a lot of big feelers, a lot of highly sensitive people, a lot of empaths that listen to this show. I have another expert coming up in a coach's corner in a few weeks who is an expert on HSP, highly sensitive people. I've been diving into her work and loving what she says about it. And I'm really, really excited to bring her to the show. This Thursday, Steph and I are co-hosting a group coaching night where we're going to be talking about masculine and feminine energetics and polarity. Remember, masculine and feminine energetics are inside each one of us. It doesn't matter your gender or sexual orientation. We all have these energetics and it's important to learn how they work inside of us, to learn how they work in relationship, to learn how they work in life. It's only $20 to join us. It is recorded if you can't make it live. Go to christinehaster.com slash group. As you're listening to this call with Beth, consider, do you find yourself a soft-hearted person? Do you cry at a lot of things? Have you ever been told you're quote-unquote too sensitive? Do you downplay your own challenges or trauma from childhood and think, oh, my childhood wasn't that bad? Do you have shame about your feelings, often making them wrong? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Beth. Before I dive in, I just want to remind you of how you can really shift your nutrient intake, your diet in a very, very, very simple way. And that is with Organifi products. You've heard me talk about Organifi before. I love their products, all organic superfood products that you can put in smoothies. You can make hot beverages out of. It's just so delicious. I really love their green juice. I recently had to travel this week and I made sure I had my green juice packets and my immunity packets. And it's so easy to travel with Organifi. You can also, if you don't like the individual packets, buy things in just their their tubs and scoop it out, put it in your smoothie or your water bottle and 
load yourself up with delicious nutrients. You get 20% off as my listener. Just go to Organifi.com slash over it. Again, that's Organifi.com slash over it. O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash over it for 20% off. Check out all their products, fill up your cart, and then fill up your body with yummy superfood products. Beth, welcome to the show. How can I help? Thank you. Well, Christine, I wrote in because I seem to have, especially after the past couple of years, I've done a lot of, you know, reading self-help books and listening to your podcast, especially and things like that. And I feel like I've gotten really self-aware and not just self-aware, but really aware of others. Mm. And I've gotten to the point where I kind of feel like all self-help is how we like view the world, basically. Like what's our lens? I don't know how else to describe it. Like what's the water around us if we're a fish that we can't Mm -hmm. see through? It's like I can kind of see this about people as I become more aware. And I notice it in like their their style of communication, in just just about everything. But I can't see it about me. (laughs) Isn't that so annoying? (laughs) So it is. And I kind of was trying to be really self-aware of as soon as I saw that I was going to be a guest on your show, I like tried to notice the thoughts that immediately went in my mind. Mm. And the first thought was, oh my God, she's going to totally regret picking me because (laughs) this is not going to be useful for anybody. And she's going to be so upset afterwards. Like, oh my God, I wasted my time. Mm. So I thought, okay, that's pointing to something. Yes, for sure. Because I guarantee you that's not going to happen. But I don't know what it's pointing to exactly. Like, is it worth? Is well, let, it- well, let me ask you this. Okay. How would knowing what it's pointing to change anything? I don't know. I just think maybe I feel like it maybe would make me more at peace. Mm. Yeah. And so whatever's coming up, just let that come up. Like maybe it would make me more comfortable in my skin, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Just some kind of like peace that I don't know if it's unattainable or if it's something that, you know, is attainable or is something that I guess I don't want to say an end goal, but I just am trying to work on being comfortable in my skin and truly enjoying the life I have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel like whatever it is, it might be a block to that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you could speak from that emotion that's coming up, that emotion could speak, what would that emotion say? I don't know. I just, I think for some reason, this idea of like being a sham Mm -hmm. comes up a lot. Mm -hmm. And, and I really don't know why, because, you know, I I have a good profession. I'm, I'm a single mom. I've, I've raised both my kids by myself, like they don't have a parent that they visit. And it's been about 11 years now. And my son's doing really well. Mm. My daughter's doing really well. So I've done that well. And I don't know. I just, well, let me ask you, let me ask you just to complete. And you might've done an exercise like this before, especially if you've been been in the personal development world for a while, but just humor me. 
So just complete these sentences for me. I'll just, I'll feed you one and just complete it and don't overthink it. There's no wrong (laughs) answers. I hope you know by listening to me enough by now that I really don't judge anything that comes forward. So you're in a really safe space and I'm just here to support and connect you, not to analyze you. you. You're not broken. There's nothing we're trying to figure out. So just take a deep breath. Okay. Okay. If you really knew me. Um, you would know that I get pretty emotional about everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you really, really knew me, make sure to repeat after me too. Okay. If you really, really knew me, um, you would know that I'm extremely soft-hearted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you really, really, really knew me. Oh, geez. You would know. If you really, really, really knew me, you would know. Sometimes I, I wish I wasn't so much. Hmm. So much what? Like just so, like, I don't know, soft hearted would be a good way to say it. Easily, like, I cry super easy. Like mm-hmm. if I'm singing a song, and so I love music, but I almost can't even sing the song because I'll start crying. Mm-hmm. And if I start crying, then? It's just weird, at least mm-hmm. to other people, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I so really, like, really, yeah. really knew you, I'd know that mm-hmm. you have some shame around being so self-hearted. And sometimes okay. you wish you weren't. Would that be accurate? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the problem with being soft-hearted? I guess none really when you put it that way. But I just sometimes think that maybe I would be a little more at ease Mm -hmm. if I wasn't, like, if I was almost, like, not blissfully ignorant, but not quite so affected. I can relate. I was in Whole Foods this morning and started crying because I was looking at, you know how sometimes they keep all the bagels and croissants in an area and you can just go in and pick one out and they were all individually wrapped in plastic. Yeah. And I just started crying because I thought, started thinking about all the waste, the added waste that we have made this year with the plastics and the cleaning, the mass and then the oceans. And it just went, it just went on from there. Oh yeah. So if I can cry over bagels wrapped in plastic, you know, I understand this. Okay. So this is nothing to be ashamed of. It's actually a gift where it becomes heavy. Mm -hmm. And I think part of why you want to make it stop. And I have a saying, ignorance is bliss and awareness is a bitch because sometimes it just is. is. It can be, it can be. And as an empath and as someone who feels something deeply, it feels heavier when I feel sorry for when I'm in sympathy. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm sure you've heard me talk about this, but this is something Beth to just watch inside of you. Okay. The emotion is beautiful. The fact that you cry easily is beautiful. The fact that you're moved easily and you have an open heart and quite frankly, honestly, a normal heart, because okay. I think most of the world is shut down in their heart. It's too tough to feel. 
There's too yes. much to cry about. Whether it be watching a sunflower bloom or something really horrific that happens, right? It seems like you you have emotion for beautiful good things like Disney songs and for things that are hard. And that's amazing about you. It's okay. not a quality to be judged. So let me just digress a little bit and ask, who has shamed you or who has made you feel bad about this part of yourself? Well, I wrote down, I was like, I knew you were going to ask. Oh, great. I'm glad I'm so predictable. That's so good. <laughs> no, because I'm trying, I dove into this and I, I'm not, I'm a middle child. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I wonder, is there something true to middle child syndrome? But I, I have a mom who, and she was a, a stay at home mom. And she has a very strict sense of like right and wrong, mm-hmm. black and right. And there's no gray area, mm-hmm. like none. Mm-hmm. And I've always kind of felt that, I mean, not in like moral issues, but a lot of life is the gray area. Yeah. It's like, you can't just say this or that. And I know like when we don't agree on things, I definitely feel shame. Mm -hmm. And I would say that growing up, all three of us, my older sister, myself and my younger brother, my younger brother, especially have always like when you talk about enmeshment, like being enmeshed because my mom and dad do not have a good relationship. They're still married. I feel shame talking badly about her, but Mm. she has what I would call like a martyrdom type Mm -hmm. thing. And so like you say to write a few letters, I've done that and I get some relief, but then I feel bad afterwards. And I like really rip it up to make sure she'd never ever find it somehow in my home. Oh, right. So there's (laughs) guilt in there. Yeah. Yeah. So So let me ask you this. Did you ever really, it sounds like your mom has one of those closed down hearts. She had to do that to, to cope. Usually if we're very strict, we're very black and white by the book, there's a shutdown. It's a protective okay. mechanism. Did you ever feel really seen by your own mother or really understood? No, I see. I feel bad saying that, but no, like I remember being left alone a lot. Like, yeah. oh, Beth could amuse herself. So I always amused myself or Beth yeah. got, you know, straight A's without even trying. So you don't have to, you know, Beth loves dance. So she just goes to dance and you don't have to worry about it, you right. know? Right. So uh, no, I always felt very alone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a biggie. That's a big wound. Oftentimes, especially if we listen to shows like this and we hear other people's trauma of being abused or, you know, alcoholic or being abandoned or, you know, left alone at three years old, we can think, oh, well, mine wasn't that bad. And we can down, yeah. And we can downplay our own challenges and our own trauma. And not feeling seen, not feeling understood, feeling left behind, feeling disregarded by your own family, particularly your mother, that's a biggie. That's a biggie. And so these gifts of yours, Beth, of just really being so loving weren't really nurtured. And when gifts aren't nurtured, they don't, they sort of are deformed when they are developed. They don't develop in the most aligned way. So they kind of go in extremes, right? Okay. Yeah, this makes sense. Tell me how it makes sense. Just feeling different and feeling alone and feeling like this upset that I get upset. Like I remember back when I was getting divorced years ago and my sister would go with me to the appointments 
especially at first, because, you know, my kids were really young. And I remember my sister saying, well, do you have to cry this time? Can you get through this without crying? You know, and that just seemed to kind of be the pervasive, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like thing. Yeah. So what do you think you made that mean about you? That I'm like weak. Yep. Yep. That you're weak, that something's wrong with you, that your emotions are wrong. All of that. Mm-hmm. Right? So if we look at this beautiful gift okay. of feeling and being empathic and having this open heart, you were never really taught how to deal with your big feelings at all. No. You didn't build up any sort of resilience to how to deal with big feelings. And it, it's sort of like our immune system has, a, has to build up resilience, right? And if it doesn't, then we walk into any environment that's, you know, people that we're not used to or we're not around and we're probably going to catch something. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what it's like with your your open heart and your emotional processing. It's like it never developed any resilience. And so anytime there's anything that's even mildly triggering good or bad, it's like you feel this flood of emotion that almost oh, overcomes yeah, you. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Like I was crying when I opened up your thing today. Oh. <laughs> and in so many ways, that's absolutely beautiful. And I also hear you in that you want to be able to have that beautiful emotion, but also feel like you can regulate at the same time yeah. when you need yeah. to. And so to me, one of the ways to work with this is inner child work, working with little Beth and helping her understand like when big emotions come up, it's almost like if you had been taught how to feel, how to release, how to not feel sorry for, how to be in this crazy world that's beautiful and terrifying all at once and you had some tools for that, then it wouldn't feel so overwhelming all the time. And I'm not saying that you don't manage your life. You've done an amazing job at at coping and dealing and raising children on your own and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to anything that touches your heart, it's like overload. Does that make sense? Yeah, very much so. So really how I want you to work with it is first and foremost, stop making it wrong. Okay. Because that judgment is, it's almost like you have this big feeling Either something overcomes you with joy or you see something happen to someone else and you feel yeah. sympathy, what, whatever it is. And then you go into judgment. Yeah. And that that's the piece that then becomes you being your mother to yourself. Oh, I see. Okay. And then because emotion is never welcomed, you can't really learn to work with it because whenever emotion gets judged, we recycle it, we don't release it. So every opportunity that you have these big feelings is an opportunity to welcome them, to be with them, to say, it's okay, it's okay for me to have these feelings, to let them move through you, to put one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly and take a couple of deep breaths and just say, it's okay, Beth, let it out. It's okay that you're moved by this. And no judgment. So you've got to watch the judgment of yourself. And then you've got to watch the sympathy piece of feeling sorry for someone else. You know, that's, that's the piece that a lot of us can get hooked into. We can feel so much for someone else. And it doesn't mean 
you know, I hear from a lot of people, well, how are we going to help anybody else? How are we going to be activists? Well, you don't have to feel sorry for someone to feel enough to know how to help. There's, right. there's a distinction. The feeling sorry means in some way you think they're less than, in some way you think that they're worse off. And although a lot of people could argue with me that says, well, I think a homeless person that I want to help is less off, we can still help without the judgment. Because energetically on the human spiritual level, it's, it's a judgment, right? There's, right. There's, no, uh, there's no way around that. It's a judgment. So judgment is the issue, both of okay. you and of others. Is okay. this making sense to you? Yeah, it is. It's just amazing how like I can read so many books and take so many notes and try to figure. And like I, I, I remember taking your first inner child workshop and like you went through the rigid pattern. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's me. Because mm-hmm. I wonder, am I meditating right? Or is this the right <laughs> meditation? Mm-hmm. Or you know what I mean? But I've been doing this this way. Maybe I shouldn't do it this way. And it's it's like analysis paralysis to the mm. right. And I think it's all just a part of judging. Well, yes. And that rigid pattern, which develops around four and five, when our own natural wisdom isn't encouraged or trusted. So if you were parented in a way that when you were having big feelings around four and five, your mother said, what are you feeling, Beth? Can you name that? Does it need to express? Do you want to draw about that feeling? Are you feeling sorry for someone? Do you want to feel sorry? How else could you think about it? You know, you had no one or I see you're sad and I'm here with you and I love you and it's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel these feelings. You had no one encouraging your, your emotional intelligence because again, having an open heart and feeling deeply is a beautiful thing. Being not cut off from your feelings, you're alive. It's part of your life force. We just want to be able to release them rather than recycle them because when we recycle feelings, it's like anything is going gonna, is gonna to tip you off. Yeah. But if you had a full release where you just like let yourself have a cry and there was no judgment whatsoever, then the emotions start to move through it. And that's what I mean about resilience and regulation with emotion. We suppress, just like our immune system gets suppressed. When we suppress ourselves emotionally, we're going to either have a bigger suppressive reaction in terms of depression, irritability, lack of motivation, those kinds of things, or a bigger expressive reaction, like lashing out at someone or having a big emotional release that doesn't necessarily match the circumstances, so on and so forth. Make sense? It does. And it's when you said that about four or five years old and your feelings not being, you know, seen when I was, when I was a kid, it's, I hadn't even thought about this, but I was really, I was like, I don't want to say teased, made fun of, like, not by, by my family, because whenever I was home, I I had a terrible temper. Like I would scream, I would try to hit and I'm not like that at all. I'm like, you know what I mean? I was actually a very timid kid, but at Mm -hmm. home and it was only at home and I know you feel comfortable at home. So you let stuff out, you know, and they, people at home always love you. So, you know, but I do remember like just having to let it out. Yep. Yep. And I couldn't control it. And then, you know, I would get in trouble obviously. And yeah. Well, and that might be good to do. Give yourself an anger release, give yourself a temper tantrum because a lot of what especially big feelers can do is go a little bit too much into the sadness mm-hmm. and miss our fire. And it's important to get at that anger too. 
But to me, and I'm so glad you remembered that and shared that, that was a cry out for help. That was wanting to get into attention. If I could put words to it, it may sound something like, don't you see me? Don't you see I have needs? Don't you see I'm feeling all my stuff and I'm feeling everybody in this house's stuff because nobody's feeling their own feelings and I'm the empath here. So I'm feeling everybody's stuff and I'm only four years old. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember like, I just couldn't hold it in. Of course it was too much. When we are the open one and have the open heart and are empathic and we live among people who suppress guess who feels it all? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing, Beth, is to be careful of not holding other people's feelings. Okay. So anything that you do, any kind of visualizations that you do or meditations where you're imagining that you have a grounding cord from the bottom of your tailbone all the way down into earth and like visualize it until you feel that click into earth and just then imagine ask for spiritual assistance. And with any kind of meditation or visualization, it's really intention that does the work, not having the like best visualization, just intention and presence, but just ask for spiritual assistance, visualize just, it can be like a white column of light, or it can be like rain coming over and just washing and clearing and cleansing anything that doesn't belong to you just off and see it just disappear, go down that grounding cord into the earth. It doesn't hurt earth. When we go down to the core of the earth, earth can transmute it. So it's not like we're dumping all our crap into mother earth because she's already dealing with enough crap on the earth. So don't worry about that. It's totally fine to do that energetically. But that kind of clearing, Epsom salt baths are good for you, that kind of spiritual hygiene, along with finding that voice inside that like, it's okay to feel you're not too much. You're not too soft. You're not too sensitive. You have an open heart and you feel deeply. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And just let that come up because it's true. There's nothing wrong with you. But growing up among people who suppress emotions, you're going to think that there is because you're going to feel like the weird one. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. But you're not. You're not weird. Thank you, Christine. You're welcome. I see you, Beth. Thank you so much, Beth, for your vulnerability. And thank you for having an open heart and keeping your heart open. In today's world, it's often hard to keep our heart open. So many people are numb, are shut down from feeling, are scared to feel the quote unquote negative feelings like sadness and anger, have built walls and around their hearts and wear masks every day. You know, I've done that. I've had times in my life where my heart's been walled up or I've worn a mask. And in those moments of not wanting to feel anything, there was a part that died inside. And so what I love about Beth is she's alive. She's got so much life force running through her body that she's feeling, she's feeling a lot. And of course she wants to be comfortable in her skin. She wants to learn how to She didn't so much say this, but what I inferred from what she was saying is she wants to learn how to keep her heart open and have these big feelings, but not feel like she's drowning in them, not feel like they're overwhelming her. Because the truth is none of us want to be blissfully ignorant. (laughs) Ignorance really isn't bliss. We may think it is and think back to a time where maybe we weren't so awake and aware and romanticize it and think, oh, maybe that was better, but it really isn't. You're here to evolve. You're here to awaken. And 
although that comes with many challenges, I know those challenges well, going backwards into being asleep really, really isn't an option. So what I really coached Beth on is learning how to work with her emotion instead of making it wrong. The first thing we really talked about was not going into judgment, either of herself or of others, because oftentimes what makes our heart hurt is feeling sympathy, is feeling sorry for, is feeling someone else's pain and suffering so much so that we feel bad for them. And that is a judgment. And you've heard me talk about the distinction between empathy and sympathy many times. When we're in sympathy, we're judging. And then I also encouraged her not to judge herself, to really not make this beautiful part of her wrong because there's nothing wrong about it. We also talked about Growing up in a household where her mom had a strict sense of right and wrong, black and white, there was no gray area. So Beth didn't really feel seen or understood by her mom and felt very alone. So now she feels alone in her emotions because she never really had anyone to help her be with them, to be with her feelings, to say, it's okay, let it out. It's okay that you feel this way. It's okay that you feel big feelings. So her gift of being an empath and highly sensitive person became a liability because in so many ways it was shamed. And she also talked about how she'd have these temper tantrums at home, which doesn't surprise me because whoever is the most open, the most sensitive one in a family tends to absorb all the feelings of everyone else. So Beth was probably feeling her family's suppressed anger, rage, sadness, whatever they weren't feeling, she was processing and it was just too much for her, which is probably why she was having these temper tantrums on top of the fact that she was feeling so angry about not feeling seen. Bottom line, Beth was never taught how to deal with big feelings. So it's up to her to help little Beth, that super sensitive part of her, because our inner child is that super sensitive, tender part, feel her feelings and tend to that beautiful heart, welcome her emotions, not judge herself and not judge others. Feelings are part of our life force. I remember I had a spiritual teacher who once told me she only could wear waterproof mascara because she was moved to tears multiple times a day because her heart was just that open. Tears aren't bad. Don't make your tears wrong. Learn how to be with them in a way that's comforting, that's soothing, that's celebratory, and that's supporting. So some takeaways for you, release rather than recycle your feelings. You've heard me teach you about this many, many times. We recycle our feelings when we judge them. We release them when we let them move through us with compassion. Parent that sensitive, tender, beautiful inner child of yours. Get the anger out. If you're feeling sadness, 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 often what's underneath that is anger and you need to move the anger out of your system. Remember, you can always download my anger release process at christinehasser.com slash anger release. And I hope you join Steph and I on Thursday for our group coaching call. It's christinehassler.com slash group. That's the show for today. Sending you all so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehassler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehassler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.